Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the temporary drunk gossip studios here in New York City. And for the first time in like five episodes, I nailed that intro on the very first time. I'm so proud of myself. Let's just hope I don't screw it up. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of laughing getting the giggles out of the way. Um, because I'm about to deep dive into a very sad subject and I I just it, it's not something that I I like to talk about or anyone likes to talk about really um but it is it's a bitch and we need to talk about it more um Kathy Griffin gave an update on her mother via Twitter um uh, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, and the news is not good. Um, let's. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, here's what Kathy had to say. Today is Mother Maggie's 99th birthday. I spoke with her yesterday, and unfortunately, I'm sorry to say her dementia is worsening. Here's a fun picture to celebrate happier times. Um, and it's a picture of Kathy and Maggie um, at the Emmys. I'm not sure which year, um, but NBC was hosting it. Um, <sighs> Dementia is a bitch, honestly. I know people will always try to say, oh, you know... It, it it's not that bad. You, it, people who say it's not that bad. Let them watch a loved one that struggle to remember who you are. Let them watch a loved one forget that their beloved spouse passed on twenty or thirty years ago. It's not something I wish on anyone. Um, you know I. I, I've, I've witnessed dementia and how rapidly patients decline uh, firsthand. Um, and it just, it really tears your heart out. Uh, in the final seasons of Cougar Town, um, Jules's father, Chick, has dementia. And it starts out where he, you know, he's forgetting things and making mistakes and largely played for laughs until it's not. Until it comes time um, to bring him in as more of a, a more of a presence in the gang. And then it's, um, then it's played super serious. And by the end, it, by the end of the series, it's nearly forgotten. Now, I'm not mad at Cougar Town for not depicting what that's like beat for beat because it's a comedy and I get it. But I am a little bit irritated that they did it because there were so many other ways or reasons they could have 
they could have and should have used to to force um chicken to the into the group on a more regular basis using a real life disease and then ignoring its very serious implications is a disservice um, to those who suffer from dementia and those whose loved ones have it. Um, Kathy Griffin, bringing this back to the whole point of the segment, Kathy Griffin has been very open about her mom's battle with dementia. Um, she broke the news a few months ago that Maggie was ill and having a hard time adjusting. And um, since then, she's given us um, updates at semi-regular intervals, letting us know how Maggie is doing. Maggie, of course, um, grew famous from Kathy's uh, reality show, My Life on the D-List. Um, and then from there, she became a staple in Kathy's act. And um, she had her, for a while, she had her own um, line of boxed wines. Uh, she had a, her own wine book. I mean, girl was making bank. She was probably making more than Cassie for a while. Um, so, well, we know that you're not going to get better, Maggie. Please know that we love you. And Cassie, we love you too. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, there have been, and, it, and this was predicted, by the way, we, we totally called this, that there would be rumors in any window that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga were going to be a couple. And, lo and behold, those rumors are starting to make their way to the surface now. Now, this is not a huge shock. You know, we we generally get a sense of when these things are going to happen. Um, But what is shocking, at least to me, is how fast it happened. How it went from him and Erna, or Irina, or whatever her name is, breaking up to... Him and Gaga flirting with the idea of being together. Now, according to Auntie Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights, this is all spin put out by her team. They want her to look attractive. They want her to be, you know, men can't resist her. And Bradley fell madly in love with her while um, filming A Star is Born. But, even though Blind Gossip has a very similar blind item, um, their narrative is a little bit different. 
They say, yes, um, the rumors are starting to pop up. And yes, Gaga and Bradley are going to lean into those rumors. But both teams have sat down and decided this is what's for the best. This is what everyone wants. This is how everyone succeeds. And frankly, there's really no downside. And the best part of it all is that they're actually friends. They actually like one another. Now, liking one another in a bearding situation, of course, is important. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it's one of those things where if you're going to spend oodles of time with somebody, then you, you, you better have some chemistry. You better have something in common with them. Because if you don't, let's be honest, it's going to be hell. And so the fact that Gaga and Bradley actually do like one another, or at least theoretically like one another, it takes a little bit of pressure off of that and kind of makes it okay. Like, oh, cool beans. Y'all are friends. Y'all don't hate one another. There's not going to be any uncomfortable dinners in the Time Warner building. Or... You're not going to break up just before the Oscars and be a no-show for really important awards events and screwing other women and making your girlfriend look bad. Or your your alleged girlfriend anyways. Um, but, and this is where I'm getting really confused. Bradley Cooper is one of the most successful actors working today. Gaga is one of the most successful singers. Um, maybe the most successful singer of our generation. You know, yeah, she had... Um, she's had some career setbacks recently... But it's because she started out as being the trendsetter, and now she's a trend chaser. So, all she has to do is go back and be ahead of the curve again. It's not that difficult. It wasn't that difficult when she did Poker Face or Just Dance. It was all very intuitive. Um, And not everything has to be a love song. Have you noticed how everything... She's released, um, I'm going to say since applause with the exception of, um, Till It Happens to You has been a love song, um, of some sort. And, and, you know, that's fine, whatever, but, you know, go back to... The randiness, the the rowdiness of the monster era. That's the Gaga we love. And B Coop, please, no more comedies. You're not funny. Okay? Not funny. 
Unless you want me to write you a comedy. Then you'll be funny again. But only if I write for you. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna come right back. And I'm back. So, a couple years ago, Tamar Braxton was fired from The Real. Now, I can hear you guys scratching your head saying, what the fuck is The Real? It's a view knockoff. Um, the current co-hosts are, um... Do-do-do-do, um, Tamara... Um, Tamara Maury Housley, Jeannie Mai, Adrian Hutton, and, uh, Lottie Love. Um, there wasn't, uh, I cannot think of her name, and it's gonna bother me, so if I just blurt it out later in the segment, just go with it. Don't come at me with all that bullshit of, I should have used production notes, alright? This is not the real, this is drunk gossip. We don't use those here. (laughs) Oh, Will is gonna so edit that out. Anyway. um, Um, anyways. This is, this is honestly what I record when I know he's busy. Right now, he's in another D&D campaign, so I can record without having to worry about being edited. Um, um, so, Tamara was fired. And she's never actually said who she thought fired her, but she's always insinuated um, that someone was behind it. Um, In fact, um, just after she was fired, she said, I love you all, but I've been stabbed in the back by someone I stupidly trusted. Um, And many people were like, ooh, that's not love. Um, Adrian Ballon, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, and she's, she's still hosting, um, she just changed her last name to Houghton, she must have got married. It shows you how much I keep up with these people. <laughs> Anyways, so a lot of people were like, ooh, I love, you dirty, why, why are you getting tomorrow fired? Well, the thing is, Lottie has always, always, always denied being the one to get... Tamar fired. Um, a lot of people thought it was Adrian because those two would go at it like Joy Behar and Megan McCain. Um, but because the reel is in a worse time slot and doesn't really get a lot of press, their fights never made it to the public attention. They would probably have to mud wrestle or or lube wrestle or jello wrestle or whatever it is straight men like um, before they got any kind of attention. The only reason why Joy Behar and Megan McCain do are because um, they're arguing over politics and that gives straight men, well, not just straight men, truthfully everybody, um, more of a chance to argue over who's right and who's wrong. 
Ensign Stroya so far left in Megan, despite her protests, is so far left. Um, or so far right. Wow. Now that's something I could have used Will to edit out for me. <laughs> anyway. So Joy's so far left. Megan's so far right. Um, there's almost no room in the middle for anybody. And I think that's just how they like it. Um, but this isn't about them. This is about Tamar. So she was fired. Um, she got divorced, um, from her husband. And she slowly tried to, um, bring back her career. Um, she was, she followed in her big sister's footsteps, her big sister Tony's footsteps, um, and was a musician or a singer. Um, however you want to say that. And, um, you know, then after the real, they have Braxton family values. Well, Ayana, who is Oprah's spiritual guru, and has, like, 30 shows on own, um, tried to help them heal. But the problem was, is they weren't, um, they would show up late, especially tomorrow would show up really late, and Ayana got up in her face and was like, girl, no, you don't disrespect my time, and left. Well, now, tomorrow's, like, all spiritual and whatever, and she says, uh, she posted on Instagram, when all you know and felt is hurt, you hurt, self-inflicted, and to, and to, uh, others are included. From my sisters, the ladies of the real, Ayana, old and new friends, and whomever else I've ever hurt, from being hurt, please forgive me. And then she says she never knew how to love. But her new boyfriend, um, David Adefeso, has taught her. Isn't that always the way in these romantic comedies that aren't funny? (laughs) Now, no one from the real has, has commented. But... Her sister, Tawanda, said, amazing, at Tamar Braxton, hashtag healing, hashtag forgiveness, hashtag love, glad I can witness this, keep on moving forward, hashtag King Ladybug. And I'm gonna hashtag take a break, because hashtag that makes no damn sense. I'll be right back. And I'm back. (laughs) So, okay. Y'all know I love writing. I do it all the time. Um, my friend Meredith will tell you I'm Speedy Gonzalez when it comes to word count. Um, she gets really angry because she's working on one 800-word article, and I've already done five or six. Now, that's not bragging or exaggerating. Uh, I, I really am fast, especially when I have my mind set on something. Um, it's just how my brain works. I, you know, I get focused and whatnot. Well, 
I was I was very sleepy yesterday. Um and me and Mandy were talking. And I, I'm not even quite sure how this happened. But we ended up planning a series of novels starring Ricky Lake. Or more accurately, because my phone did not want to call her Ricky Lake, Rocky Ocean. <laughs> and y'all think I really wish I would have I, I really wish I would have taken the before and after, but I didn't know it was gonna do this. Um, autocorrect actually did really change it to Rocky Ocean. And I was like, that's, that's really weird. So me and Mandy are just like bantering back and forth, throwing out ideas for this book. And, um, you know, it got me thinking like, you know, I want to do... I want to do a, um, I want to do a series of historical fiction novels, starting with the, um, Beverly McKenzie story, which might actually work better as a short story rather than a, a full-length novel. But in any case, you know, I want to, I want to take these real-life situations that happened and turn them into... Um, into pieces of fiction, but I still, you know, I, I still want to use Beverly McKenzie's name. I still want to use um, all of these people's names because I feel like, especially one of the books, um, I'm not going to be able to sell it based on. I mean, the story alone is interesting and intriguing, but I think if I can sell it on. Um, the name, like, if, if people knew, um, who, it was not the inspiration, but, like, that this was actually based on these people, it would sell so much better, and it, the audience would be much, 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 much broader. But you, as a writer, you also run the risk of doing suit for libel. So how do you do that? Well, in both my stories, it's a very public record. The only thing that um, I could get sued for is if I wrote something like Beverly McKenzie and Vincent Iyerzeri, um, who I think played her son on Guiding Light, were having wild, passionate sex, and it destroyed his marriage. Um, that could get me in a little bit of trouble. Uh, unless I could, unless I could had enough proof that it was true. And Lord knows, I really want that to be true because, I mean, obviously when you're writing a book about a soap opera, you want the juiciest of juicy details. Um, you know... When Agnes Nixon wrote um, her memoir, she made sure to fill that thing with all of the scandal. Um, and if you haven't read it yet, it's called um, 
my life to live. And it's so, so good. Go buy it. Uh, I've been at Barnes & Noble. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it's out of print right now. Or um, if the one that I go to just doesn't have it. Um, and to be fair, the one I go to it is actually by... Um, I believe where she was staying when she lived in New York, so that could be why. But, um, so, you know, I've been looking up how to do this. And the biggest thing honestly seems to be, if you're going to stray from the truth, make sure... You you tell the readers that this is not all historically accurate. Now that goes without saying. Um, the the best suggestion is to do a Roman clef, which basically means what I want to do, but you change the names ever so slightly so people know who it is. But you can say. It's inspired by that, but it's not that person. And technically, there's nothing they can do about it. So, like, Beverly McKenzie would become... Something like... Kenzie McBeverly. And... You know, Vincent Iriziri would become... Ziri St. Vincent, or something like that. Which, you know, a tweak like that, or doing a Roman class isn't a horrible idea. Um, but then it doesn't go to the historical fiction narrative that I want to do. So that really does kind of leave me in this weird little bubble of... Um, what do I do? You know, do I... Do I go the route of the Roman class? Um, do I do the Rocky Ocean type thing and just change the name and tell my story my way? And it, I mean, it would technically it would still be historical fiction because it's taking place in the past. There's a lot of research um, going into this, into both stories. Um, and theoretically, you could still set the tune, uh, like if, if the one becomes a musical, to the two people's music. And that would just, if you could get the rights to it. And um, that would just be one more push towards who it really is. But, me being me, I just want people to know who it really is, y'all. You know what I mean? Alright, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna take a break and I will be right back. And I'm back. And we're gonna talk some Britney, y'all. So I hope you're prepared. Um, but first, I, I do want to kind of give a little explanation about something. Um, so what we're about to talk about has actually been going on for about a week or so. Maybe a little bit longer. Um, but there's a reason why I haven't covered it until now and why it hasn't been in a deep dive. And that reason is I wanted to make sure all of the facts were straight before I did them. What does that mean? 
well, a couple years back when I was still running Generation Gossip, um, there was some female celebrity, and I don't remember who, and I, I know, I know this for a fact, Mandy will know right off the top of her head, and she's going to text me and tell me, and I'm going to be like, don't. Um, but anyways, there was a cele- um, a female celebrity was rushed to the hospital, um, and it wasn't Demi Lovato, because that happened last year, um, her 911 call was released too, and I didn't even cover it, but, um, I, I keep going back to Miley, but I, I don't think it was Miley at all. Anyways, I can't, can't think of who it was at the moment, but she was rushed to the hospital um, with an emergency. And basically, what was said was, hey, you know, th- this is not okay. Um, you know... I don't remember what the the, the actual call was, but um, what I what I remember is um, everyone kept asking me why I didn't put it on. They're like, you could get a ton, you know, a ton of page views, make more money, and I just didn't want to be that site. You know, it's one thing to gossip about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga pretending to be in a relationship or pretending to flirt with one another. Um, it's another to look at, um, Brittany's mental health and, and say, oh, you know, bitch is saying X, Y, Z, she cry. Um, because if you don't have all the facts, and, and honestly, um, when she started saying, hey... I'm not, you know, the paparazzi is altering my pictures. She does sound a little out there. So I waited until all the facts came out. Well, all the facts are starting to come out now. And it does appear as though the paparazzi is altering her, um, the pictures they're taking of her. There's one in particular, she's on a boat. And the ones published by the paparazzi make her look a little chunky. No, there's nothing wrong with being a little chunky. I'm a little chunky. <laughs> but um, there was a lot of fat shaming going on, and you know, oh, you know, her meds must be bloating her up or whatnot, which is not okay. And in the and in the picture that. Um, in the picture that she she posted, which was very similar to the one that was posted by the paparazzi, she doesn't look bloated or anything like that. It could have been the camera angle. It could have been any number of things. Um, she does look healthy, which is always a plus. But she does not look heavy. Um, 
but it, you know, it kind of reminds me of what happened in 2007, um, when she shaved her head and attacked the paparazzi car with the umbrella. And I know each and every one of you just had a flashback to that moment, because that's an iconic moment in all of our lives. Um, you know, she... Um... Um, she wrote in Piece of Me. Um, this is You Want a Piece of Me, trying and pissing me off. Well, get in the line with the paparazzi who's flipping me off. Hoping I'll resort to some havoc and uh, end up settling in court. I don't know that that's what they're hoping for this time. I think they're just hoping to get more erratic pictures out of her. Um, and... They're hoping to get more erratic pictures from her, and, um, prove that she's not stable. Now, any lawyer called this a while ago, um, any lawyer from Crazy Days Night said, hey, like, yeah, she took off her shoes, but it's because she would, she asked for her emergency flip-flops because her heels hurt her. This was after a court a court session um and whoever was you know whoever her assistant was or whoever was supposed to have them didn't have them for whatever reason and they tried to make it look like she was crazy or losing it again um and then she was sitting in her car drinking a frap and texting someone while she waited for I'm assuming her driver And they took the picture trying to make it look like she was driving. When again, it's very obvious that the car is parked, the door is open. um, But they're trying to create all this trouble for her. Um, And this is just the latest example. And it kind of makes you wonder, like... Is someone trying to drive her crazy? Or is someone trying to drive her out of the entertainment business? Um... One of the items on Crazy Days and Nights today seemed to insinuate that it's very possible that um, Larry Randolph, who a few weeks ago said she may never work again, may have actually been speaking the truth. Um, Because any lawyer said, hey, um, you know, she, she may actually get to retire and just go... Um, go back to her home state and live the good life. You know, and she, you know, she has her perfume sales, she has her lingerie. I'm sure she has very smart people investing for her. And a net worth of like $150 million. That's more money than she'll ever need to spend in this lifetime. Um, you know, and maybe maybe she can pull in Adele and every five years or so drop a new album, go on a mini tour if she chooses to, and then disappear right back into the spotlight. Um, Elizabeth Taylor did the same thing for a very long time. She would um she would make a movie, do the press, and then she would vanish. And Elizabeth Taylor actually had a life very similar to Britney's meaning 
you know, very public romance in the public eye. Um, and in a lot of instances, people say that she and that uh, Elizabeth Taylor and um, I can Richard Burton, Liz and Dick were the very first tabloid couple which sounds kind of dirty if you think about it um, but they were and it was so so hot um, anyways we hope the best for Brittany and that's going to do it for me for today thank you all so much for listening as always and until next time cheers <laughs>